Welcome to a new episode of These Go to Eleven. Let's turn it up. Hey everybody, welcome back to These Go to Eleven, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. This not only helps us to get our content out there, but also helps us to find out what you, our faithful listeners, think. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to Eleven. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me for this very special bonus episode, Greg Dutcher. Greg, what's going on, my man? I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, it's the only Scottish I'll be able to drop today. It's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> or is that Irish? I don't know. Great. Yeah, but we were just talking about that. Yeah. We'll, we, you people will know why in just a moment. <laughs> uh, I'm doing well, brother. I know we're aiming for, uh, we haven't done a bonus like this in a while. We haven't. Um, yeah. So this will probably be a little shorter, a little f- more focused. Yep. But I think it's an important topic. And I and I like the individual we're talking about. Agreed. Deal. So I'm looking forward to it. And and it fits well with what we've been talking about in regard to politics. Yes. It's not specific to politics, but I think I think it's just it's timely and it works well with what we've been saying and yes. addressing. I think the reaction many yeah. know, have had to the story yeah. has a political feel. Agreed. And the issues that gave rise to this mysterious thing that we're teasing, and we'll get to in a moment, certainly touch on modern politics. Yeah. uh, Even though the issue is more pastoral, personal. Yes. Um, Look forward to kicking this around a little bit. Yeah. And so to to not tease it any longer, um, we are going to be talking about uh, the controversy that surrounded one uh, Reverend Alistair Begg yes. and comments mm-hmm. that he made, as you said, Greg, of a pastoral nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a couple things to to keep in mind that uh, the rise of the superstar pastor, mm-hmm. the mega church, um, the inflow and overflow of social media and technology, I yep. think has fanned a flame that really I don't think would have been a big deal, yeah. uh, you know, what, 30, 40 30 years, years ago? ago. <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking the same thing, dude. Here we are in twenty early 2024. So if you go back to 94, yeah. when Lisa and I got married, it was uh, I was in seminary. It was pre-internet, mm-hmm. or there might have been some yeah, fledgling was, yeah, form yeah. in 94, but it was not. You know, uh, certainly it wasn't in everybody's household. No, yeah, and certainly not in everybody's pocket. Right. The concept of a smartphone was was still then uh, a little bit far off uh, for what it's become. So, I think that's a good point, dude. I think what's happened with this recent Alistair Bay controversy that we'll we'll get to is you're right, kind of a combination of. The celebrity pastor syndrome, which we've had pre-internet. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I thought that was my phone. Or the, um, and I should say, the just quick dispersion of information instantaneously through social media, uh, the web. Um, 
just thinking about it, dude, uh, the time we're filming, it's right after the Super Bowl filming, recording, <laughs> right after the Super Bowl. One day we will be filming. Greg. We will be. Word on that coming. But, um, you know, in the Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey uh, was hot and angry about something or other, and he, he kind of, I'm sure many have seen this, pushes his head coach, Andy Reid, gets mm. right in his grill and so it was rather off-putting to watch. Dude, sometimes we're just so used to it. I pull up my phone, start looking at Instagram, Twitter, type in Travis Kelsey. Within a minute, mm -hmm. the video, commentary, memes, it's almost scary sometimes. Yeah. To say it's lightning fast yeah. is true. So, yeah, a lot of factors have combined where I think – if this was, say, 1990, yep. I, I'm not sure we ever would have even heard about it. Right, yeah. Uh, and it would have been something where we would have batted an eye. So anyway, yeah. onward to it, dude. Do you so, want to unpack or do you want me yeah. to, to to share what well, happened? Let me go ahead. I'll, I'll start us off, yeah. and then you can fill in the blanks. Um, so my understanding of the situation is that a uh, grandmother yes. uh, was asking beg pastoral advice on attending was it her grandsons yeah i've read i've read conflicting things i i think my best guess is this is a grandson it's a grandchild yeah who i think identifies as, as, as trans so if it was a grandson is identifying as a girl or vice versa mm -hmm. i think yeah but i believe the the person that grandchild was marrying was of the same same sex, sex. yeah so homosexual wedding right um, and and she was going to beg and asking his thoughts and ideas about it and uh, my understanding is that beg had spoken with her and had essentially said you know does your grandchild know uh, the position that you hold yes and understand you know who you know, where you stand on this. And, you know, she had said yes. And he said, well, then the best thing that you could do is you could go and give them a lovely gift. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know if he asked her what she was going to give them or, or what it was, but it turns out she was going to be giving them a Bible. Yes. Um, and, you know, he, he just said, yes, feel free to, to do that. Yeah. To... to and people are going to, you know, jump on me for saying this, but but feel free to go and celebrate your grandchild. Mm -hmm. Is that a fair way to put that? I think so. Yeah. Um, no, no I, I I don't know if I can add much to it, dude. I mean, I've seen Beg's response. I've actually seen two. I've read a lot of the... It's hard to get... That, even this, dude. It, yeah. Because so much, so much of what we read is commentary. Yes. Uh, yes. Pro or, or, or con... Uh, you know, it's hard to get the straight scoop, so to speak. So, you know, it's almost like in a classical model, right? right. Go to the primary source. Yeah. So the, I guess the most primary source would be if we had a video of Alistair Begg having this conversation with this woman in his church. So, uh, but I will think, I, I should say, Alistair Begg, for those who don't know, is originally from Scotland. Yes. And he came here. That's our in, Scottish yes. uh, rabbit trail that we went down. Nathan, I were saying before we cast tonight, I, dude, I just can't do it. 
I hear a Scottish accent in my head, but don't try to get me to do it, you know, other than saying it's good. Yeah. That doesn't even sound right. Um, Alistair Begg came here in uh, 1983, I believe, to pastor Parkside Church, which is a large non-denominational church outside of Cleveland, yes. Ohio. So he's been there for, oh my goodness, 40 years, oh, yeah. 40 plus now. And um, he, um, he's he been there a long time. He's a very faithful Bible expositor, teacher. Mm-hmm. I've always been partial to Beg. I should oh, say yeah. that I've, I've been to two of his, I think they're called basics, pastors conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, went with my beloved friend Roscoe twice. Um, got a great deal of benefit out of them, mm-hmm. both Beg's teaching and his guests. He, He's had people like Mark Dever. He's had Keith and Kristen Getty, both singing and teaching in uh, some capacity. Tim Challies, who's been a mm-hmm. guest before. Um, oh, my goodness. He's had just several people. I'm, no, I, I'm blanking on some uh, that have spoken at his conferences. Beg is just, he's been a very faithful pastor yeah. from by, by all accounts. Very orthodox. Yes. You know, I mean, that when when you think of, you know, someone in the Reformed community, like, I mean, this is an Orthodox preacher. Yes. And I think that's that's key to this, dude. He, there, there's nothing about, okay, I don't know how this word got out. Yeah. It goes back to what we said, probably the speed of social media and the yeah. internet. Um, this is a member of his church, a grandmother. Yeah who shares with Beg the same view of same-sex marriage. They yes. are against it. Yes. And the question now becomes, and this is an, a, a controversy that we know, brother, we're going to continue to experience yes. because it, we all have uh, friends and family mm-hmm. uh, that, that are in the LGBTQ community or um, it's just a way of life today. We understand it. And... She is trying to figure out, as I understand it, the one detail is that the the grandchild loves the grandmother, vice Mm -hmm. versa. Yep. Of course. The grandchild knows where the grandmother stands. Yes. But still that grandchild wanted the grandmother there. Yes. Because to the grandkid, it was an important moment of their life. Yes. Which, even though I don't agree with it, I can understand. Right. That perspective. Right. And so I think the grandmother was trying to process that. Yeah. Listen, you know, Pastor Beck, my grandchild is telling me they really want me there. It's important to them, and I love them. Right. That is where things started to get, I think, tricky, sticky, whatever we want to say, because Beck's counsel to her was, which you said, why don't you take a gift? Right. Um, And... Because she knows yes. your stance, um, I think you've you've done that. You've done your duty. You've right. not given her a sense that this is something that you approve, etc. So she went, was rather, I'm sure, brokenhearted, right? Because she wanted to uh, honor her grandchild's wish, right? That her presence was there. So word got out. And basically, the knock on Beg is that he is soft on homosexuality. He's woke. He's woke, exactly. Yeah. Soft on gay marriage. 
And dude, I think people can probably tell. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. And Beg has given a response video to his congregation, which, you know, because everything is online today, you can find it. Yeah. Um, and I thought was quite clear. He has never deviated from his teaching on this subject. Yeah. He has taught very consistently that he believes marriage is between one man, one woman, yeah. in covenant for life. That's the only appropriate, divinely sanctioned place for sex. Yeah. And has never changed on that. Uh, the question is, how do we show compassion yeah. to someone that rejects what we believe? Yeah. Which is something we're going to face. So that was Begg's counsel to her. Begg yeah. said, I understand other pastors, and he admits some folks on my own pastoral team would have advised differently and right. offered other suggestions. He can admit that. So my take on this, dude, is that this is a very unfortunate, unfair, for some people, smearing of Alistair Begg. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say. And I have to say, dude, yeah. John MacArthur Shepherd's conference, which had him as a speaker, dropped him from yeah. that lineup. And I think that's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. The reality, though, is this isn't the first time this has happened, right? I, I see over there you've got Tim Keller's book, The Reason for God. Yes. I, I teach that in um, uh, my apologetics class, yeah. which uh, we are in this semester of, of school. So we're, we're just starting to dive into that and look at that. Um, and people call Tim Keller woke. Yeah, and, it's crazy, dude. You know, and, and the reality is there's a difference between holding a conviction in a position yeah. in your life and saying, no, this is what God's word clearly says on the issue. Yeah. And, and saying to someone giving advice to a family member or somebody of a family member, you know what? Uh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead? You know, the, all the caveats are listed. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and do this? The thing that I think is so, um, frustrating and annoying is the commentary on what a church has decided. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, let, let's say that Alistair Begg did go off the rails mm -hmm. and, and he is pro homosexuality. He's not, right. but let's say he is. What does that mean for me personally as a believer? Right. Nothing. He's yep. not my pastor. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it's one thing, Greg, if you were to to go off the rails. Sure. What does that implication mean for me? Yeah. And continuing to sit under you and, and be taught by you and all of that. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Alistair Begg's not my pastor. Uh, dude, I couldn't agree more. And I think this is something that the internet, social media has made more complex yeah. Uh, there was a time, like I view it, that was an issue that happened in Parkside Church mm -hmm. where a woman went to her pastor very appropriately who loves and respects her pastor. The pastor loves his um, members and, and wanted to, what's he trying to balance? Orthodoxy with compassion. Right. Um, it gets messy, Yeah, dude. I had, I'll just say someone in my life years ago who I love very much, who um, 
I think, looking back at this, out of respect for me, mm-hmm. person's not a believer, yep. was moving in with his girlfriend. I think they were engaged, actually, but they weren't going to get married for about a year. And uh, moved in with her, and uh, he did not ask me to help when he moved his stuff into her place. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that. I almost thought it was strange. And I, I think they didn't ask me because, well, I don't want to put Greg in an uncomfortable spot right. because I think I know Greg is not for premarital sex, et cetera, and right. understood my my views on that. Uh, the night before the move, he called me yeah. and said, Greg, man, I'm kind of in a pinch. The the main friend he relied on got sick, yeah. stomach bug or something, and said, would uh, you be able to? And I said, yeah. I, I had a moment, but dude, Lisa and I were newly married at that point, and I just remember thinking, I guess I could make an argument. Well, I'm not going to aid in a bet, you know, fornication. Right. What, I'm going to move uh, his dresser into her bedroom, and right. I'm going to move all their stuff so they can cohabitate and et cetera. And I remember just thinking, man, what what are we asking for sometimes? We're we're asking God to use us to bring other people to himself. Yeah. So I think it is right to some extent to factor in the perception of the people we want to reach. Yeah. I think that's often an unspoken in this situation. The perception of people we want to reach matters. Yeah. I think it does to some extent. Sure. And so if they just think, man, this person cares more about their position than me. Yeah. Man, I know it's a cliche to say I'd rather err on the side of blank. I'm just going to say it. I'd rather err on the side of love yeah. and grace. I really would. I mean, yeah, I moved that stuff in. Um, I'm not, I guess you could say, well, you're affirming the fornication yeah. by not just being present but helping them set up a, a, a nest where that takes place. At the end of the day, it is a choice that they make yeah. that I don't. Right. My friend asked me to help him with right. a task, and I helped him. I'm not saying it's a perfect analogy. Right. Because I'm trying to stand back and respect the person that says, my attendance at that wedding would suggest that I affirm that wedding. Mm-hmm. I think that is a debated point. I mm-hmm. think Beg was wise to ask, does she or he know right. your stance? Right. So there's clarity there. So you can have that honest conversation. Yeah. Be true about your faith and what you believe. Oh, absolutely. I'm. It's interesting because what I'm hearing here is a conscience issue. Yes, and I think that's the problem. Is we've taken yeah, the, an issue. Great point. That that is a conscience issue, and we've moved it into the realm of an absolute. And uh, I, I'm sorry, Chris, Scripture talks about me not affirming same-sex marriages, just like it talks about me not affirming. Sex outside of marriage. Right. Um, I don't do that. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I don't interact with couples who live together and aren't married. Great point. Um, I, I, I'm curious to know how many people out there who, who you know, are slamming this have friends, have people that they're close with yep. who, who cohabitate together. Maybe, they're not married. Maybe have adult kids yeah. that they've raised that are doing that. Yeah. And that they love yeah. as they should. 
yeah. but are doing something that I'd like to think, oh, they shouldn't right. do that. And sometimes, dude, this is. I've, I've talked to um, uh, uh, gay people that have said to me very bluntly, it seems that the Christians I know, they kind of, you know, yeah, they shrug a little bit. Yeah, this heterosexual couple, they're not married and they're living together. And I think it's a fair point. Yeah. Like, it, 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 they're saying, why do I feel singled out? Right. And, you know, if we really believe that marriage is or sex is only supposed to take place between one man, one woman together in life, which we do. Right. And I, I would say, yeah, I think it's, I, I see why that would be frustrating. Yeah. Because it feels like you're being singled out. Yeah. It's like a special category of sinner. But I'm glad you brought up the uh, conscience issue, dude. Matt Smith and I were talking about this. And it is true. It makes me think of Zeus meat yeah. in 1 Corinthians yeah. 8, right? Or in Romans uh, uh, yeah, 14. Um, you know, hot potato in the early church. Yeah. What yeah. do we do? And Paul addresses it because like at Corinth, man, uh, you know, uh, these pagan uh, temples, you know, the uh, pagan priest will offer a uh, this meat up to mm-hmm. Zeus and a portion of it is used in the religious service. The portion that isn't used is put on the marketplace and sold in the marketplace. And some Christians say, dude, you can't eat that. That's Zeus meat. Right. Interesting. Paul says, we know there is there are not many gods. There is only one. Right. So Paul goes on the record as saying, what? I don't care if it's dedicated to Zeus. There is no Zeus. Right. Zeus isn't real. Right. There's no Zeus on Mount Olympus sharpening his <laughs> lightning bolt to throw out. It's a story. So if you think about this dude, and I think Beg said something very close to this, I mean, I think he would say, and we would say too, well, you might call it a gay wedding. Right. I don't view it as a wedding. Right. Like from a Christian perspective, right. I don't see it as a wedding. Right. It's a ceremony yeah. that they're doing something they're calling wedding, but a, a true wedding, a true right. marriage is a man and a woman. Uh, and I don't mean to make this, this sounds more, um, boy, uh, I hope this doesn't sound mean-spirited. That's not my attempt. Because I'm always viewing where people are coming from sure. that are listening. But uh, well, if children yeah. get married, quote-unquote, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, mom, dad, yeah. uh, Bobby, our neighbor, and I are going to get married, and they, they sure. play dress-up or something. You, yeah. The parents know, well, that's not a real wedding. Right. right? I'm saying Beg said something like that, too. Right. So. There's ways to look at it. To go to the Shepherds Conference quick, dude, then I want you to come back to your thought. I meant to say this earlier. What bothers me about that is, okay, now we're regulating what people do with doctrines that they all agree on. Right. So it's now, well, that's why your conscience issue is interesting. No, it's not just that we need you to agree doctrinally, which Beg and John MacArthur and every one of those preachers do. Yes. Now we need you to have the exact same reaction. Right. Right. We and need you to live that out in the same way the we do. The same way we do. Yeah. Or this is the way to live that out. Yeah. And I think, no, yeah. you're, that's going farther than Scripture does, Yeah, uh, I believe. I yeah. don't think we have a clear, thus yeah. saith the Lord on this issue. Right. I'm more concerned when I'm hear, hearing somebody wrestle with it. Give me, and if I hear people wrestling, I'm like, yep, they're wrestling with orthodoxy, as they should. Yep. They're wrestling with compassion and kindness to unbelievers, as they should. Yes. I would expect the 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 final product to look a little differently, yeah, uh, a little different than person A, B, and C, yeah. 
but they're wrestling with the same essential ingredients. Yeah. Sorry. No, I you know, I was going to say I loved what you said about, you know, the 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 context and and the compassion that we show to people. I I remember um, years ago, and and I will preface and qualify, you know, what I'm about to say, um, because I think the first time that I talked about this, we actually edited it on the podcast. Oh, um, but I can remember working with someone who was, uh, I wouldn't call him a stoner, but definitely enjoyed marijuana. Yeah. Um, and you know, he, he was always kind of, you know, um, not poking fun, uh, but just uh, cautious because he knew that I was a Christian. And yes. so, you know, like, oh, I don't want to offend Nathan with this. And, you know, and so I remember, you know, listening to him talk and he kind of looked at me, he didn't know I was there. And, you know, he's talking about getting high and all of that stuff. And, um, you know, he's like, oh, I know you're a Christian and you don't approve of that stuff. And I said, Here, here's the deal, bud. When Maryland legalizes marijuana, mm-hmm because this was before it was legal. Yep. Um, you and I can sit down on your back porch. I'll bring Joy as a designated driver and we'll share a bowl together. Yes. And I remember he looked at me and was just like, he was floored yeah. that I said that. Right. Now, at the time I was involved in employment that wouldn't have cared. And so I want to preface that, that yes. now I'm involved in employment where that's not available to me as an option. Right. Um, but I, I what, what if you passed it around the room? That's like, right. Okay, kid, kid, would somebody pass the marriage water away? I might be able to get more class material yeah. if I do that. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> so I'm going full up, Mister, uh, uh, Mister Maggie. Uh, 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 okay, kid, kid, would uh, would somebody pass the marriage water back around the room? Can I? Right. Uh, by the way, on the bonus episodes, we're a lot less careful. Oh, yeah. Keep going, brother. But, but the idea was, I remember the look on his face, and he was like, you can't be serious. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I um, forgot about that, this, dude. It's coming back to me. That there is nothing in Scripture that would prevent me from doing this in a responsible manner. Right. Um, that that what is going on right now is that is illegal. And, you know, I read on the last podcast that we need to honor the governing authorities mm-hmm. and that is include honoring the law. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's illegal. I, I'm not in employment where I would be compromising my integrity in my employment to do this. And so, you know, we, uh, I've since lost that job, right? I, or not lost it, but I don't work there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and have lost contact with this individual for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, um, you know, it's not a thing, but, but I was completely serious that I'm willing to step outside your perceived comfort zone for mm. me for the sake of a few minutes to being able to sit down and, and have a conversation and, and maybe that leading to a gospel conversation. Yeah. Well, what I hear in that, Nathan, above all things, is right, the person yes. before the position. Yes. And dude, I just think you're hard pressed to say that isn't the norm that we see in the right. life of Jesus. Yes. The person because how many quote unquote good arguments could you make for Jesus, I know you're trying to reach this woman at the well, but it doesn't look good, Lord. Right. You're alone with her, right? I mean, come on, let's use some wisdom here. I mean, she's she's been married five times. Right. She's she, living with a dude that's not her husband. She's a Samaritan. She's a Samaritan. This is not a good look. 
And uh, I mean, you could make arguments yeah. that are very well. You know what? That's a good argument. Good, right? And you just see again and again and again. Yeah. Um, Jesus is always choosing the person. Yeah. Over the policy, yeah. the position, so to speak. Well, last week I remember you preached on um, Jairus's daughter, yeah. right? That that social convention, you you do not touch the dead, right? No, this is a person, right? Right. I mean, this is this is the Son of God. He could have right, and we know he's done it before, right? That on, while he's on his way, yeah. he could have brought her back. Of course, he could have healed her, and, and we see intentionally that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He actually, there, there's a specific delay and wait moment that she dies because he is going to have a personal interaction with yeah. this little girl in this family that none of them would ever forget. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's the thing is letting what scripture says, I was just talking about this with my students today, where scripture speaks, we speak loud, we speak clear, yeah. we speak unashamed. But where it's silent, let's let the Spirit of God work of in the convictions of the believer to decide whether or not they should be participating. Which is always the conscience issue, right? Yeah. Which is why I do when you and I've had our movie conversations yes. with, with the horror bonus we yes. did, uh, you know, well, we ended up not being right, a bonus because we used it to to plug in a gap. I love that, dude, because there's things I watch you like, yeah, Dutch, I can't watch it. Yeah. And uh, that would that would affect me, and I'd say, yeah, I, I dude, that. I have nothing but mad respect when a person, if somebody says they're speaking out of their conscience, yeah. Um, but to bind the conscience of another, yes. Uh, the old thing we've referenced many times: legalism is when you make your elective, yes, someone else's requirement. Yeah, that's where it goes too far, and that is what this issue is. Scripture doesn't tell us whether we should go to. Uh, homosexual wedding I agree. or not. I don't believe that it does. People can feel very strongly about right. it, but you're, you're going to have to show me. Right. And normally when people point to scripture, they point to a principle that they think is self-explanatory. Right. But I'd say, but that's not necessarily self-explanatory. Right. It it works in your mind. I understand it, but it may not. Right. Um, I mean, if you're talking about a specific prescription, yes. we do this, we do that. Right. More often than not, dude, Scripture gives us the principle, yeah, and and uh, does not tell us specifically what to do. Yes, and when it does tell us what to do, even then, it's often general. Well, raise your kids in the fear and, a- and admonition of the Lord. So, what should we do about televisions? Right. And I know Christians that don't have them. Respect it. Mm-hmm. I know Christians that have them, but the kids can watch weekend, ex- yeah, and, weekend yeah. at this time with a person. I know other people that. Well, you can watch this, but not this. Mm-hmm. All those Christian parents, if you got them in a room, would probably agree. I agree. We need to raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Yeah. What that looks like yeah. often varies, and that should be respected. And that was, you know, that was Tim Keller. One of the reasons why I love reading Tim Keller, because that's his whole point, right? Is yeah. that, you know, Christians agree that life is sacred. Yeah. The way we go about um, executing the 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 living out of believing life is sacred yeah. can look different. Of One course. person might say, "Well, I believe life is sacred, and I believe the way to help preserve life is to be politically active yeah. and make sure that you know we have Supreme Court judges yeah. and we have the right president and all yep. of this stuff." Where another person might say, "I don't think that's the way it's going to happen." Right. 
I think life is sacred, but I think the way in order to make sure that that life is preserved is by talking with these women right. who are who are looking to make this decision and establishing a relationship with them um, and letting them know that they are loved and that there are options for life for their child. Yeah. We all would agree life is sacred. God holds life as being sacred and holy. Yeah. But how we go about that comes out in different ways. Yeah, and to, to go back to bag and probably because are we at thirty, dude? We're probably at we're 30. just a little over thirty-two. Ooh, look, we we were going to make this thirty minutes. We're giving extra bonus That's minutes. Right. What you just said perfectly applies to that, right? Mm-hmm. That what with the life issue, the yes. sanctity of life issue, the abortion issue, um, how to go about communicating God's standard of expectation for sexual behavior. There are w- different ways to do it. Yeah. Uh, unless somebody redefines the standard, right? I'm not going to lose too much sleep over the how and the why and the approach because yeah, that's I, I appreciate what Beg was doing. Yeah, dude. I, it's I I myself pastorally have not been in that situation. Sure. Uh, closest I've had, I can advise this. I've had uh, a mother that asked me years ago. Uh, her grown son was gay mm-hmm. uh, and had a, a partner. I don't think a, they were married, quote unquote, but a, a partner. And um, bringing them home for the holidays mm-hmm. and Thanksgiving. Um, I, so I'll say this because, mm-hmm. again, this is pastoral counsel that I gave. I said, I think the damage that you would do by rejecting them from coming into your home mm-hmm. is greater than any damage you fear by having them in your home. Yeah. And uh, that's what I said. Yeah. And I just would probably counsel that again. So I've not had that issue specifically of should or should I not attend a gay marriage, but I bet I will. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Yeah. Almost surprised that it hasn't happened yet, but I've yeah. not had that occur as of yet. Yeah. But certainly uh, families that have children uh, that have come out as gay, um, yeah, there's all sorts of, uh, oh, what about this? What about right. that? What about this vacation? What about this tradition, right. this holiday, et cetera? And again, there's orthodoxy on what does the scripture say about yes. God's standard for sexuality. Yeah. Then there's practice. How do we love and serve and support people that make choices we don't agree with? Yeah. And sometimes it gets messy. So Yeah. No, it's a great, great last word. This has been a, a good bonus episode, good bonus, my friend. dude. And uh, by the way, check out Alistair Begg sometime. He's a great preacher. He is. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been a fan of him. I started listening to him when I was in high school and been a fan ever since. So. Same. All right, my friend. Until the next time, we just rock the Casbah. It's very good. Thank you again for listening to These Go to 11, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Once again, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you ever find yourself in the Forest Hill, Maryland area, please feel free to stop by at 135 Industry Lane, and you can get all of our service times and information at ChristFC.org. These go to 11.